Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Sparlin HVACR podcast. And now that it is fall time, we should talk about head pressure control. Now, head pressure refers to your high side pressure, everything downstream of your discharge from your compressor to the inlet of your expansion valve. That is your head pressure. Now, the reason I bring up head pressure when it comes to wintertime is because ambient temperature does affect your head pressure. Now, because the refrigerant inside of your condenser is primarily gas, as ambient temperature changes, as will your condensing pressure, and it goes hand in hand, they're correlated. So as your ambient temperature increases, as will your condensing pressure and vice versa in the fall and winter time as your ambient temperature falls as will your condenser pressure what we're calling our head pressure now there are benefits to a lower condensing pressure a lower head pressure we first talk about efficiency compression ratio it's the ratio of your discharge to your suction pressure now as your compression ratio increases That means your compressor has to do more work, so you have to put in more electricity, more energy consumption, and vice versa. If you can lower your compression ratio, then your compressor becomes more efficient. So, with lower ambient temperatures, you'll have a lower condenser pressure, which means lower discharge pressure, which means you have a lower compression ratio, meaning less work has to be done by the compressor, so it's consuming less electricity. Another benefit is increased capacity of your condenser. As your ambient temperature falls, it has a greater TD, meaning you have a greater difference between your refrigerant temperature and the outdoor ambient temperature that's being blown across your condenser coils. So with the larger TD, more heat can be rejected at your condenser. So there are systems that take advantage of cooler ambient temperatures. Systems with floating head pressures. They are able to take advantage of the lower ambient temperatures, the lower head pressures for efficiency gain. However, there is a point where your system can underperform. And so the first major issue, with a lower ambient temperature, we have a lower condensing temperature, meaning we have a lower condensing pressure, so a lower head pressure. And although lower liquid refrigerant has a higher cooling capacity like we discussed, the bigger factor is the decrease in pressure drop across your expansion valve, okay? Because your high side pressure is lower, then we have a lower pressure drop. And expansion valve capacity is directly correlated to the pressure drop across the expansion valve. Let's look at an example. A 1-ton 404A meat cooler with a 20-degree evaporator. Now, in the summertime, with a 100-degree condensing temperature, your head pressure is 236 pounds. I'm going to round up to 240 to make it easy math here. On the low side, with a 20-degree evaporator, We're looking at about 55, and we'll call it 60 for ease of math. So we have 180 pounds of pressure drop across our expansion valve. Whereas in the wintertime, if your condensing temperature was reduced to 60 degrees, 
your head pressure would only be 125 PSI. So you'd have a pressure drop of only 70 pounds. So what does it mean? What does the reduced pressure drop equate to when it comes to our expansion valves and our capacity? A reduced pressure drop from 180 to 70 equates to 18% less capacity of our valve and of our system. So now even though it's cooler outside, we have a lower ambient temperature, we have less cooling capacity. So key here, if we're taking advantage of a floating head pressure, we have to make sure our valve will allow enough capacity in low ambient conditions. Another problem that will arise because of the lower pressure drop across your expansion valve and less capacity, with less capacity you have a lower suction pressure because there's less refrigerant in your evaporator coils. Lower suction pressure means frost can build up on your coils, means a larger compression ratio, so loss of efficiency, and also it means a high superheat. So now we may not effectively be cooling our compressor, so we run the risk of burning it out. Now I'm going to stop here and address something because I can see the wheels in your head turning. In wintertime, why do we need cooling? So a couple scenarios. Number one is food. Even in the wintertime, we have to keep our foods cool. If it's in a restaurant, a supermarket, in retail space, we still have to maintain proper temperatures. Another scenario could be industrial. It could be part of a manufacturing space. It could be a server room. Anywhere that needs to be climate controlled. A second issue that arises is flashing of your refrigerant before your expansion valve. As your subcooled liquid comes from a cool ambient temperature into what could be a warm to hot space, that heat could allow for the refrigerant to boil off before getting to the expansion valve and again losing cooling capacity. Third, you may not have enough hot gas for defrost for capacity control if you're doing hot gas bypass, or for heat reclaim. And lastly, with cool ambient temperatures, your refrigerant will tend to migrate back to your condenser. Remember, your refrigerant will migrate to the coldest part of the system. In wintertime, on an off cycle, that's going to be your condenser. So, your compressor will be battling a hard start. And even if it does start, a low suction pressure caused by low head pressure could cause your compressor to cycle if it can't stay above the cutout pressure. Now that's enough of the background. In the next episode, we're going to talk about how to maintain head pressure and how to make use of some valves to capture the benefits of a floating head pressure but still maintaining our cooling capacity. Now thanks for listening. I'll catch you in the next one.